0: We'd like to welcome you back to our emergency freedom alerts from March 20th, 2023. Again, like I just said at the end of part one, this next report is Johnny Johnny Enloe, the false prophet, admits that his prophecies are total lies. Last week, self-proclaimed prophet Johnny Enloe accidentally admitted on the Elijah Streams YouTube channel that he is a fraud, confessing that he lacked the insight on a super specific prophecy he delivered moments earlier or moments or i don't know if they meant to say months or whatever i don't know the collapse of his credibility was compounded on the monday show when Enlo, flanked by his wife elizabeth shared that god had stopped speaking to him about former president donald trump's imminent return to power hmm which has been Enlo's most passionate prediction since trump lost the election last november now he didn't lose the election obviously it was stolen from him i've never disputed that okay but the fact remains: is these tbn type sid roth prophets that they have brought on were all saying in unison you know mark the fireman guy that he's going to get in for a second term that he will be there and none of them were hearing from god at all because he didn't get in for a second and that's just one of the many things they've gotten wrong but it it's like it doesn't matter to the followers of these people in these charismatic circles in these dominionist circles it's like the bible says as a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow was wh- wallowing in the mire you know type of thing they don't care their minds made up don't confuse them with the facts it doesn't matter how many times they get lied to Doesn't matter that that's a gigantic red flag according to the Bible, that you should not follow that prophet. In the Old Testament, you take him out and kill him. not saying do that now, but in the Old Testament you did. None of that matters to them because they're getting their ears tickled and they like it. Just give me, give me more goodies. Give me, give me more things I wanna hear. (laughs) They got no love for the truth though. And they're taking pleasure in unrighteousness. second Thessalonians, chapter two about that with host steve schultz glued to every word enloe explained that god had to cut him off as a conduit even though he was totally never god's conduit because he was putting out lies and a true prophet won't do that but anyway god had to cut him off as a conduit because it would spoil his meaning God's divine plans have you ever heard anything so stupid God had to cut him off because it would spoil God's plans if he didn't do that what a convoluted set of lies double speak he goes on to say quote President Trump is still beside us and he is still unfinished business. Well, he probably does from a satanic standpoint. And we've done in-depth on that before. And he still has the Isaiah 45 assignment. He's, he's got all these books he's got out, to This devil, this self-proclaimed Johnny Enloe or whatever. Yeah, all these books. He still has the Isaiah 45 assignment to take down Babylon please spare me trump has been yoked up with the babylonian system since he's been knee high to a grasshopper or whatever that expression is come on he was always wicked and evil but but yeah trump's for isaiah 45 assignment to take down babylon which for our purposes represents the deep state even though he's totally part of the deep state and has always been Since he's been around, you know, in politics at least. It's much more embedded and much and a much wider root system than we possibly can imagine, maybe. Okay, whatever that means. Enlo said with tangible uncertainty. Well, he should, he should be that. Then came an absolute mess of excuses as to why Enlo's predictions are worthless. He said, quote, and so the timetable is driven by God. You know, there's an aspect of people ask why we don't know. And again, if you're a true prophet of God, you will know. And you'll get it right 100% of the time, all the time. Okay, that's the true mark of a prophet. We're going to read those verses next. But evidently that doesn't apply anymore because who cares what the Bible says anymore? I do. And I believe my listeners do. And this is why we judge everything through that lens. This is what happens when you don't do it. Anything goes. Anything goes. The prophetic doesn't get those things because there's a whole lot of things that the Lord is not revealing well then, why are you opening your mouth if the Lord's not revealing it? Obviously, He's not revealing it to you. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna read the verses that apply to this devil and all the other false prophets out there. Shortly, it's just not cause they're bad prophets. Oh yes, it is. Oh yes, it is. There are bad prophets. They're false prophets according to Deuteronomy 18. Yes, they are. And then he goes on to say, you don't say things you don't see. And once, the more you understand what's going on, it would literally mess up strategy of how the Lord is doing it, you know? Now, have you ever heard a more convoluted, word-salad, double-speak, lie, lies of uh, mess, have... Did any of that that I just I, don't even, I mean I'm tongue-tied over it. it was such a convoluted lie mess of lies. But that's that was his response. So this is this is the one that flyover conservatives are promoting right now. Who they'll just have any any person on there on that show that tickles there. And and Alex Jones is more than willing to promote him. Not me. These verses I I kind of came to mind Psalm 52 verses 2 through 6 says thy tongue deviseth deviseth mischiefs which is like evil and lies like a sharp razor working deceitfully thou lovest evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness Sila meaning pause and reflect. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living, Selah. That's that's the future for all these false prophets. The righteous shall also see and fear and shall laugh at him. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to read something like that and not chuckle. And it's just amazing to me that people follow these people when all they do is just spew lie after false prophecy after lie after false prophecy. And yet they prosper. Now, just so we kind of know, he's also a dominionist, okay? And um, let me just... So he also says part of the, the thing is that okay now again this was the label of the video i listened to a good portion of the first link i posted here what if everything you thought was true about revelation wasn't what if it already happened now as soon as i heard that i thought well this guy's a preterist and yes he is okay because i listened far enough for him to get back and say whoa The antichrist, the word antichrist isn't even used in Revelation. Actually, that word isn't applicable to Nero, and that was like after Christ. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're a preterist. Now, if you don't know what preterism is, key it in in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Preterism. Okay? Um, Which, uh, P-R-E-T-E-R-I-S-M. Okay? Or preterist. I've done... Several, there, there's a lot of prevalent people that are that are into preterism now, okay? So when you see somebody say, oh, Revelation, that's already happened. Okay, you know they're a preterist saying that all the stuff that the Bible predicts in Revelation, they saying, oh, it already happened. Well, see, this is what gets them to dominionism because if it already happened, then that means that what's left over, well, like the kingdom, the millennial kingdom? Yeah, that's what they say they're going to bring us into well, the book of Revelation doesn't apply anymore because it already happened, all the stuff in Daniel, Revelation, I guess Matthew 24 and elsewhere. No, 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 no. We're dominionists. It already happened, so we're going to make things so good by our own actions that we're going to usher in essentially the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. I'm going to explain that here in a second. That's dominionism. But you get there, one of the most convenient ways to get there is by teaching or believing in preterism which is a total lie from the pit of hell that's so easily debunkable it boggles the mind again i've done it please see my teachings on it it's not hard um this is for everyone religious or non-religious catholic or protestant and charismatic baptist this affects you if you don't go to any church you need to read this because the dominionist dominionist agenda is ultimately political and it is affecting you in the future your future whether you realize it or not if you are a christian you need to know that this movement has its tentacles into virtually every known denomination yeah this is what's going to get us into the one world religion under antichrist dominionism this is what gets us there and believing in preterism makes it all the more easier because you can just throw huge swaths of the Bible out the door this is the strong delusion guys that we were warned about God said he was going to send he's sifting the wheat the wheat from the tares okay this is part of that process I believe do you have a do you have a true love for truth no matter how hard the truth may be? Or do you take pleasure in unrighteousness? Are you a good Berean? Do you seek the things out in the word of God? And I'm not I'm not saying this in a sanctimonious way. I'm saying if you're not doing that please start today. Because the deception that's coming that I'm outlining we're just in the beginning stages and it's going to get worse. And you're going to need to have your rock, your house, built on the solid rock of Christ Jesus and his words. Okay, I'm just going to read these verses real quick because it came into my mind as soon as I said that. John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, Jesus talking, and my father is the husbandman. The husbandman's like the farmer, the the husbandman for the the true vine. Okay, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Meaning God, the God, the Father, taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Well, that's the chastening process that you as a Christian happens to you when you get saved. You get pruned, okay? It's typically not fun. But whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, and if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. Meaning if you call yourself a Christian and you can live a totally godless life and have no conviction of sin, you're a bastard. You're not actually true. You need to get saved, Okay. Uh, and then again, I'm not saying this in a sanctimonious way. I'm just saying it from a very matter of fact, biblical way. Um, now, you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. So it's this is the washing of the water of the word. It's why it's so important for us to read our Bibles, okay? Or at least quote them in our head and recite them, memorize, you know. Sometimes I know you, you may not have time to sit down and read the Bible, but you can memorize scripture and you can maybe... Uh, play it sometime or read it online or whatever okay and I, I, I'm I'm guilty of it too I'm, I'm guilty of, of not reading the Word of God enough okay so I'm not saying this again like I'm mr. perfect uh, abide in me and I in you okay as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me so we have to abide in Jesus all right I am the vine and you're the branches so we're the branches as Christians He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So that implies humility. You can do nothing apart from Christ. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. That doesn't sound real good to me. So this isn't something I think is kind of optional for Christians. You need to be in the word of God. I don't want to be cast forth as a, and I'm not going to talk about work salvation here. I'm just saying, I don't want to be cast into a fire where I'm burned. I'm just, you know, this Bible says that. I'm sorry, but it does. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Heron is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the father loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love okay um if you keep my command if you keep my commandments you shall abide in my love even as i've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love okay these things have i spoken on you that you might that that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full so if you do these things the bible also talks about you having the joy of the lord okay it doesn't mean that you're going to be constantly in a perfect mood and nothing ever okay it's the The way of of a bible believing christian can be hard okay as far as far as um you know the bible warns a lot about that you know it's not going to just be pixie sticks and roses or whatever once you get saved the devil then you become a target for the devil okay so anyway let's go back to these other verses or, or this or this report here um if you're a Christian, you need to know that this movement, meaning the Dominionist movement, has tentacles into virtually every known denomination. It is impossible to turn a blind eye and think of it that it doesn't affect you or your church because it now encompasses most of the authors, evangelists, and doctrines which are non-biblical associated with Christianity. In the evangelical world, it is it is being advanced through the emergent church. People like Joel Osteen, uh, Rick Warren, Rob Bell, Richard Land of Southern baptist convention among many others you need to be aware of the books and authors your church teaches and affiliates with and closely examine their doctrines if your church has put an emphasis on experience over doctrine meaning oh it felt so hey you get a lot of that in the charismatic churches i've been there done it oh but my heart yeah the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool, the Bible says. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. All Bible verses I just gave you, verbatim. So you can go into a charismatic church and have a oh what a feeling. Remember, oh, what a feeling to drive Toyota. Remember those commercials? Anyway, if you were like probably about 50, you would. Um Yeah, you can you can get. lot a lot of emotions and feelings and that type of stuff at those types of churches okay i've been there done it (laughs) um but it needs to line up with the word of god okay so let's see here uh if your church has put an emphasis on experience over doctrine new spiritual practices over biblical doctrine or if it has redefined or expanded anything that has been traditionally considered Christian, it has most likely turned into a dominionist church and you need to get out. Make no mistake, it has happened everywhere and the people behind it will not rest until your church is transformed into their image. Once, they're saying orthodox churches, I don't really like that word anywhere, falling like dominoes under the apostolic authority. Whenever you hear anybody talking a lot about apostolic stuff, like I'm an apostle. I hear that all the time. These dominionists and people in the charismatic movement. Oh, you're an apostle. Are you doing all the things the apostles did? Are you going around, you know, healing people and stuff like that and doing what the apostles were actually doing? Oh, I'm an apostle. Okay, yeah. But you're you're totally deluded and deceived about the dogma that you're putting out believing because all they all are in the charismatic dominionist movements but yet you're supposedly a a true apostle from the bible i don't think so doesn't work that way you know but they they like their big titles so this apostolic um if these churches are falling like dominoes under this apostolic authority if you don't believe me just look into it they are highly organized with virtually unlimited wealth and influence see the link at the start of this video for a full write-up on the subject because i'm only giving you a cliff note version now you can key in dominionism in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com because i have done i've covered this subject many many times okay Um, but anyway if you if you click the link at the start of this write-up it's a very detailed excellent overview of this dominionist movement with the church and its politics one world government with a one world church remember what michael flynn said we need we need just one church like a one world church he praised the Mike the angel mark uh angel uh archangel michael it's not the real angel of the, it's not the real archangel michael he's praying to there's no number one i don't what i what i know is that there's no bible for praying to an angel Okay. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Our mediator is Jesus Christ. It's not Mary, it's not Michael the Archangel. I'm not saying anything against Michael the Archangel. I'm not saying anything against Mary, okay, who's in heaven, you know, the the mother of Jesus, you know, when he was born here. I'm not saying anything against them, but obviously when you have the mary the the all these marian apparitions and these people praying to michael the archangel weird you're not praying to them you're praying to devils you think you're praying to them if you could actually really communicate with them they would beg you to stop doing that and to get biblical and to pray to the father through the lord jesus christ as we're instructed to pray in the new testament it's very clear we pray to the father in jesus name that's how you do it under the guise of many words messages and terms one main message is being pushed globalism and ecumenism this is being accomplished on many fronts but of most concern are the doctrines of number 1 unity through the emergent church and the one world government people two dominionism through the charismatic wing of the church Dominionism, and I skipped the part about unity because it was this is a very very long article. You're gonna have to click on the link to get the whole thing. Okay, so I haven't vetted the whole thing, so I I, I don't know what I read is pretty solid though so far. Um, we're just gonna look at dominionism. Dominionism theology is predicated upon three basic beliefs. Number one, Satan usurped man's dominion over the earth through the temptation of Adam and Eve. Two, the church is God's instrument to take dominion back from Satan. Three, Jesus cannot or will not return until the church has taken dominion by gaining control of the earth's literal governmental and social institutions. And again, where is that in the Bible? Where, where, where I thought that if you read Revelation and Daniel, there's going to be a seven-year tribulation, the Antichrist or false prophet are going to come to power, and then there's going to be like the seal and the trumpet judgments and things of this nature, and there's going to be a lot of, of martyred Christians I don't see anywhere in there where Christians take control of the government and usurp uh Satan in the, in the Bible says and even in Daniel that he's gonna wear down the saints. Okay, now I'm not saying that to discourage people, I'm just saying that what they're saying here Dominionism teaches to gain control of the earth's governmental and social institutions. Where does it say that? It doesn't. Are we to be salt and light? Sure. Are we to are we to contend for the faith? Sure. Are we to be a good soldier? Absolutely. Okay, but um, as far as the church taking control of the governmental institutions prior to and leading into the tribulation, I see no Bible for that. How is the Antichrist and False Prophet going to arise? Well, see, if you believe everything already uh, in the book of Revelation and uh, Daniel and second Thessalonians 2 and Matthew 24 and elsewhere if you believe that already basically happened around what is it 70 AD after Jesus was crucified via Nero or whatever thing you believe via preterism well then yeah you can you can rewrite the Bible sure and that's what dominionism is based on rewriting the Bible Dominionism is a teaching that essentially advocates taking over the world for, quote, Christ. So it's a good good cause, okay, to achieve their, quote, transformation, which is their big buzzword. In order to do this objective, oh, I, in order to do this, okay, in order to do this, that was written a little bit. Okay, in order to do this, objective truth must be destroyed. Objective, which is like factual truth that can be proven. Objective truth must be destroyed and replaced with subjective truth, i.e. feelings and experiences, which you get a lot of in charismatic circles. Oh, wow. Wouldn't believe I felt. And oh, yeah. It, this couldn't, This couldn't be. This has to be of God. No, it doesn't. Not if it's not lining up with the word of God. The devil will meet you at your need he can come as an angel of light okay so they want to get rid of really sound biblical doctrine objective truth and replace it with subjective feelings and experiences that becomes your overriding compass and guide which is beyond dangerous and will take you into hell almost every time i can't see when it wouldn't When the kingdom has been subdued, the Christ or Messiah will be able to return and the kingdom will be handed over to him. And in this case, what they're going to do is they're going to point to the Antichrist and they're going to call him the Christ. That's how deluded the people in dominionism are. This is how it's going to play out. I'd almost guarantee it. How how else could it play out? Are they going to all of a sudden wake up and realize? Some of them hopefully will wake up and see how deluded they were, but a lot of them won't. They're going to be fully invested in this. They pushed all their poker chips in on this whole thing. Their minds made up. Don't confuse them with the facts. Look at all the people that are still thinking Trump's a great guy. And willing to keep following him after all the wickedness he's done. Still following Q and all that other garbage. When the kingdom has been subdued, the Christ or Messiah will be in. again, is this all going to be on this whole Nisara Gesera? Oh, we're bringing in this new age of light and enlightenment, and oh, we're gonna get rid of the wicked, bad cabal, and we're gonna bring in the good guys, and Trump will be leading them, and DeSantis, and all these people like Alex Jones and Mike Adams, and all these freedom doctors, even though they're all yoked up with the new age and they promoted a false gospel, and all the new age pastors and ones that have been pushing dominionists, they're all gonna be in the same boat, and you realize that is the absolute vast majority. Of people that call themselves Christians in this world, but it's particularly in America. They don't, it's not called strong delusion for nothing. And I believe this is going to be a gigantic part of it. When the kingdom has been subdued, the Christ or the Messiah will be able to return and the kingdom will be handed over to him. Until. Man has sufficiently reached Christ consciousness, which is a total new age satanic buzzword, Christ consciousness, or earned the anointing. The Christ cannot return. What what does Maitreya call himself? If you don't know about Maitreya, I've done more teachings on him than he's like one of the main ascended masters. Maitreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, I think. I don't know. can I hate to say it, but it's Lord Maitreya. I always use cat, little little L. Lord Maitreya, Share International. Just key in in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Or Ascended Masters. Or Master Jesus, which is their version of their Ascended Master. Fake knockoff Jesus. Also known as Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel. The deception is going to be like, you. we've not even seen what's coming. Not even a tiny portion. I hope I've warned my listeners well, though, about it. I do. I've been screaming about this stuff for years. And it really seems like we could be right on the cusp. And this Gassara and thing may be a big part of it. If they pull that trigger. This teaching has reared its head in the church continually over the past 2,000 years under various names. But it was first easily recognized in our day as preached by Paul Kane during the healing, supposed healing revival of the mid-1940s, along with fellow ministers William Branham, Jack Cole, T.L. Osborne, and A.A. Allen. These are all pretty much just charismatic, bad, no good, full of leaven ministries. The movement was officially decried as heretical until the 1987, until 1987, when Kansas City fellowship leaders, again these are, I think, the Kansas City prophets or whatever, Mike Bickle and Bob Jones embraced Paul Kane and his message, serving as a springboard to spread this heretical message to the church, which is now permeated through all of Charismania and the Dominion movement. Paul Cain teaches the Latter Rain Doctrine of the Manifest Sons of God. Again, if you can Latter Rain or Manifest Sons of God, I've done teachings on this stuff. Okay, I think it's, I don't know, 2,500, 3,000 teachings are up on ContendUFortruth.com. Everything's free. The PDFs are all free. Everything's documented. Anyway, Paul Cain teaches the Latter Rain Doctrine of the Manifest Sons of God, which proclaim a new breed of believers will attain immortality. And conquer the last enemy of death in the last days. And this also relates to Joel's army as well. Which is another doctrine they teach. And this is just a little tiny snippet of that whole heretical thing. So, I've I've mentioned this, but what does the Word of God say about the importance of studying the Bible in order to not be deceived? Okay. We, We just read that Jesus says, you know... Abide in me if my words abide in you, you know, all the blessings connected with that. And that how, if we don't do it, how we'll be cut off. It's really important. I don't think it's optional according to what Jesus Christ said. But there's also other benefits. Um, 2 Timothy 2.14 through 19 says, Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about about words to no profit. Now, and that that doesn't mean, like a prophet, like a prophes- prophesying. No, that's the word profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. Like you're going to gain, get rich, which most prophets, most false prophets today are doing it for the profit, <laughs> meaning the money. The love of money is the root of all evil. So of these things, put them in remembrance, meaning to the church, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, meaning they're not going to profit you, in this regard. Okay but to the subverting of the hearers, meaning, you know, be be careful what words you're putting yourself in agreement with because they can subvert you. They can get you in the wrong direction, which is the norm in today's day and age. Next first, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The only reason I can sit up here and I believe give you accurate things from a week to week basis is because I have tried to apply to this, applied these verses to my own self for a long, long time. When you rightly divide the word of truth, meaning the word of God, you're going to see these current events very much, a lot easier and a lot clearer. To me, this is so obvious what's going on, but because I've immersed myself in the word of God for so many years, doesn't mean I'm better. Doesn't mean I'm Mr. Sanctimonious. I'm Mr. Holier than thou. Doesn't mean that. I'm just telling you, I kind of have, I haven't done enough of it. I'll be honest with you. But I think I've done enough to, to have, you know, pretty good uh, knowledge of these subjects and hopefully lead my listeners in a clear path. I mean, to me, like the stuff we cover today, it's not hard. It's It's just putting it together. But it's rooted and grounded in the word of God. What is truth? The Bible says, thy word is truth thy word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path that's what it's all about okay um so then it says but shun profane and vain babblings like all these false prophets that alex jones and flyover conservatives are promoting profane and vain babblings we're supposed to shun them for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Yeah, you stay with that, you're going to become more and more ungodly. And their word will eat as doth a canker, like a canker worm or a you know canker on a like fruit, like the citrus fruits, you can get canker on them. Well, when you when you align yourself with profane and vain babblings, it can eat you up like a canker. Of whom is Himaeus and Philetus? These are two guys that they're naming by name. The Bible says, mark them, which caused a vision. Of it is biblical to mark these people. Okay. Why? Because they're leading people astray. They, you know, they name their names here. You have to name names in order to know who to stay away from. That's a big part of this ministry. I've named a lot of names over the years. Okay, And I, I honestly don't remember anybody that I've ever exposed, anybody coming back to me saying, no, no, they're good and they're biblical and convincing me otherwise because it was, if I did it, it was probably really obvious. Okay. I tried to like not, hopefully it's not gray. You know. Um, next verse, who concerning the truth have erred. Meaning these two guys. Saying that the resurrection is past already. Now, that resurrection, I don't believe, is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I think they're talking about the resurrection of the saints. And it might mean, like, the whole thing about the um, gathering in the church together. Okay, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the first, first part of it, are gathering together in him. That would be considered the rapture of the church. Okay. They're saying that had already passed. Now, I don't know how in the world they were saying that, but there's a great example of somebody teaching bad doctrine to people and... The Bible saying stay away from them. How much more so today when you've got all these false prophets running around praising Trump and saying that we're going to go into this golden age and we're going to not have to, all the stuff in Revelation's already passed, already happened, like this devil they're promoting on Alex Jones, and he's one of thousands doing it. How much more so? Saying the resurrection has passed already, and here's the fruit and overthrow the faith of some because not all believe but some will but now it's the norm so when you follow people that are deceivers and you stay with them and you and you are not shunning profane and vain babblings that eat eat as doth the canker and you follow people like this hymaeus and Philadus, who have erred from the truth if you follow them your faith will be overthrown it says of some so some of them figured it out but i think today it's more the norm to you know follow them for a lot of people unfortunately and then the last verse there nevertheless the foundation of god standeth sure having the seal the lord knoweth them that are his he know they know he knows his own sheep and his, his sheep will you know hear him so this is jesus i'm assuming he's talking to uh jews around about him and jesus answered them and said i told you and you believe not the works that i do in my father's name and they bear witness of me they're asking me if he was the christ okay because they were trying to get him to commit what they thought to be blasphemy okay because they they weren't going to believe no matter what he said they were just trying to trap him then he goes on to say but ye believe not because you're not of my sheep As I said unto you my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me now that doesn't mean you can't get off I was off for a long time following a, you know charismania and a lot of you know stuff that I got messed up with early as a baby Christian God led me out of it ultimately I think a big thing was the King James Bible for me got a hold of that Um you don't want to abide in corrupted words is the whole point and the whole thing about jesus saying abide in me and my words okay well it's good if the bible you're reading has not been corrupted you know anyway my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me and i will give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand my father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand i and my father are one what did the jews do when he said this then the jews took up stones to stone him (laughs) so you know yeah i told you they weren't going to believe no matter what he said so um Second Timothy two nineteen. Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Now the whole thing about the sheep. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, which is like sin. These types of things. Now, then we also have Acts 17, 10 through 12, which says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. coming thither went into the synagogue of the jews these meaning the, the bereans these were more noble than those in thessalonica in that they received the word the word of god with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so this is what we're to do therefore many of them believed so when you do this salvation will come too. And then the Bible also talks about the men of Issachar, Were they, they commend them, and that's in the Old Testament. And they, they were they were men that were understanders of the times that they were living in. That's very important, that we be understanding the days and times we're living in, especially now where we're living in the biggest deceptive time ever the world's ever saw. So what are the biblical tests and qualifications for a true prophet while we're on the subject? Deuteronomy 18, 20 through 22 but the prophet who shall presume a lot of presumption today and the old false prophets out there presume to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak or that shall speak in the name of other gods that prophet shall die that was a pretty big deal back then and I believe God is the same today yesterday and forever it's still a big deal in God's eyes, I'm not saying we go out and kill them, but I'm saying it's still a big deal to God. But can you imagine if that was still in effect? How few of these devils would be around because they would actually have the fear of God to know that if they speak a false prophecy, they're going to die. But because there's no ramifications for a false prophet to go out and spew lies, they multiply. Like the fishes in the sea. And it's the norm. 100% the norm. And if thou say in thy heart, how shall we know the word that Jehovah hath spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of Jehovah, and the thing followeth not, nor come to pass, that is the word which Jehovah hath not spoken. Meaning if it doesn't come to pass, okay, God didn't say it. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Be not afraid of him. If there arise... um, Okay, and then let's go to Deuteronomy 13, verse 1. Because here's another classification. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, meaning that sign or wonder, which is a miracle kind of thing, but the devil can do those too. Okay. Remember Pharaoh's um, musicians? Yeah. The guys that were playing like the band and the lead guitar. and the No, no. His... Uh, sorcerers or whatever pharaoh's sorcerers his magicians i'm sorry and not the kind that pull like the rabbit out of the hat or pour milk into the hat and it disappears not those kind but like true occultic magicians um they perform signs and wonders almost basically equal to that of what moses was doing you know but not quite moses still won if there rise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder and the sign or the wonder come to pass meaning it it happens wow wherever he spake unto thee saying let us go after other gods though basically i put in the though part let us go after other gods which thou hast not known and let us serve them meaning they're performing the sign or the wonder to get you to go after false gods isn't that what the false prophet and antichrist are going to do Isn't the main way they're going to deceive the whole planet is through signs and lying wonders and miracles? That's what the Bible says. And then if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect? Yeah! So that's that's the primary way they're going to operate. They'll be able to back up what they're saying as far as at least from a sign or a wonder standpoint. That's why it's so important to not... The Bible says, Jesus said, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign... You don't want to that's not what you should be seeking after it's all this catholic stuff where they go after signs and wonders and marrying apparitions and all the other stuff they do it's not of god verse three thou shalt not hearken under the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams for the lord your god proveth you to know whether ye love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul so god lets these things happen to prove you he's test he's testing all of us in different ways and this is one of the ways God can test you and unfortunately the charismatics have failed this the people that are in the charismatic and the dominionism movement even though they're they're false prophets and they're getting it wrong I doubt they're giving them very many real signs and wonders either yet they still fall on well, if the blind leadeth the blind. They're both going to fall into a ditch, according to what the word of God says. And they're blind. They're blind guides, blind leaders, and they're leading their followers into a ditch. And into hell, a lot of them. I'm not saying all, but a lot. They're deceived. They're deluded. You know, I. That's between them and the Lord. I pray to God they get their eyes opened. You know. I don't want them to go to hell. God bless them. I just I hope they get their eyes open and get out of that stuff next verse ye shall walk after the lord your god and fear him keep his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him and that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death the one that gave the sign or wonder and it did come to pass he's gonna be put to death though because he told you to go after other gods or falsehoods really because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God and that will be the primary thing that the antichrist and false prophet will be doing let's let's read some more about this subject bible study false prophets denounced mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets all my bones shake this is jeremiah talking i am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the lord and because of the w- words of his holiness for the land is full of adulterers and for because of swearing the land mourneth and i believe that means cussing the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up in their course is evil and their force is not right so it When you have a land that's full of adulterers and because of swearing the land mourneth and uh, you have a place there where there's false prophets and where deception is like the norm and like you could add to like in America where you've got abortion clinics and the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender agenda and all the wickedness Hollywood puts out and you could go on and on and on and on. Well, yeah, the land is going to mourn and then it says in verse 11 for both the prophet and the priest are profane that is that is now okay now i understand this was true back in his day this is probably more true now a big reason that in this case the land is full of adulterers and you know all these other things it talks about is because the prophet and priest are profane Yea, in my house have i found their wickedness saith the lord Um, I'm reading my note I have here okay next verse wherefore their way shall be unto them as a slippery ways in the darkness they shall be driven on and fall therein I will bring evil upon them even the year of their visitation saith the Lord I have also seen I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing they commit adultery they walk in lies okay true today my comment first kings 22 6 then the king of israel gathered the prophets together about 400 men and said unto them go shall i go to Ramoth gilead to battle or shall i forbear meaning shall i go to battle or shall i not go to battle and they said these 400 prophets said go up for the lord shall deliver it into the uh into the hand of the king so they had he had 400 prophets telling him to go up in battle because they said god's telling us basically that he'll deliver it into your hand and jehoshaphat said is there not here a prophet of the lord besides you 400 basically that we might inquire of him and the king of israel said unto jehoshaphat there is yet one man micah the son of imla by whom we may inquire of the lord but i hate him I'm telling you, that's literally what it says. But I hate him, for he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. No, he was prophesying good concerning you. You just didn't want to hear it. You didn't want to hear the truth because you want to hear lies, which is so true for today. Okay? Um. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. So jumping ahead. 1 Kings 22 19 and he said hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. This is this is um, Micah saying this and hear thou the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on the right hand and on his left. And the Lord said who shall persuade Ahab. And I believe Ahab was the king of Israel the reference to here. Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? So he had 400 prophets telling him, yeah, God said, go up, go up against Ramoth Gilead. God will deliver him in your hand. Okay. They were all wrong. They're all false prophets. Every one of them. This is like a little, they're having a meeting in heaven. Okay. Which is what first Kings 22 verse 19 is a meeting in heaven. Okay, so um, Jeremiah, or I'm sorry, this is 1 Kings. Um, The Bible says here, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, and I'm assuming he's saying it to the angels or the heavenly host around him. The Lord said, who shall persuade Ahab, the king of Israel, that Jehoshaphat was talking to that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead. Meaning die there. Well, the 400 prophets were trying to get him to do that. <laughs> you know, because God had no use for him because he was a total devil. Remember Ahab was married to Jezebel. All right. And one said on this manner and, an- and another said on that matter, and I'm assuming these are angels. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all of these prophets. And the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Now, this was the one prophet, Micah, that was actually giving this guy the truth. And he's flat out telling him that all these these other 400 that are telling you, they've got lying spirits in their mouths. He's, He's telling them the truth. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. They strengthen thee also, they strengthen also the hands of the evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. Um I think I might have cut off that one. Oh, okay, so that's the continuation of Jeremiah 14. That was the that was the end of that little portion. Now let's go back to what Jeremiah was saying jeremiah says i have seen also the prophets in jerusalem and horrible thing they commit adultery they walk in lies they strengthen also the hands of the evildoers that none doth return his wickedness my comment like making false prophecies over and over and not repenting or even apologizing when they do not come to pass like most of these ones did with all this trump adulation and and adoration and saying he's going to get in for a second term most of them did not even apologize and if they did it with some justification as well you're, you're a false prophet you need to stop doing what you're doing at bare minimum you're disqualified from ministry you're lucky god hasn't struck you dead repent no 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 they just go on and keep going <laughs> their day's coming bible says judgment must begin at the house of the lord God forbid stepping down from ministry, which would be the least of what they should do. So is there other places in the Bible where God talks about this? Yes, Isaiah 66, verse 3. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations i will also and this is god speaking i will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them because when i called none did answer and when i spake they did not hear but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that which i delighted not next verse hear the word of the lord ye that tremble at his word your brethren that hated you that cast you out for my name's sake said let the lord be glorified meaning that's what you'll hear a lot of times oh let the lord be glorified and all these Dominionist, charismatic circles, even though they're giving you false prophecies and they're not walking in truth, they'll say, oh, yay! Yeah, let the Lord be glorified. But they shall, but he shall appear to your joy, meaning the Lord, and they shall be ashamed. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants of Gomorrah. So God views these false prophets, okay, and the brethren that hate the true Christians, he views them as Inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah. That doesn't sound like they're saved. I pray to God they get saved. Okay, but I'm just saying this is really, really, really serious stuff I'm talking about. This is heaven or hell stuff that I'm talking about here. But again, is this that hard to understand? It's really not. It's pretty clear. (laughs) I mean, it's not like I'm a rocket scientist or I'm just reading you what the Word of God says. Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye the trembler's word, your brethren that hated you. That's going to be a lot of times the norm if you're walking in truth. As a Bible-believing saved Christian, most people that call themselves Christians that are some 501 lukewarm, 501c3 lukewarm church or that are part of like this dominionist movement or a lot of these other movements... They may hate your guts because they think you're whatever. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy. And they shall be ashamed. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. And what did he do to them? He rained down fire and brimstone on them and none were saved. That's not good. Back to Jeremiah 23, Jeremiah 23, 15. Thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness going forth into all land. Meaning all these false prophets defile the land. Because the church isn't being salt and life because it's so corrupted. Because it's so full of false prophets and false priests and whatever. It corrupts the land. Next verse. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. Yeah, because they they, they speak to you great swelling words of vanity. They tickle your ears. They tell you things you want to hear, even though it doesn't come to pass. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart not of the word of god of their own heart they're hearing from demons is what they're hearing from and not out of the mouth of the lord they um they say still unto them that despise me the lord hath said ye shall have peace and they shall and they shall say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart no evil shall come unto you upon you Well, this is what the dominionists are kind of saying. They're saying they're going to make the world so gooder and gooder and gooder. (laughs) Okay. That Jesus Christ is going to have no choice but to come back and set up his kingdom. That's what they're teaching people. They say you're going to have peace. They they say that you're, well, the Bible says in this life you shall have tribulation if you're a saved Christian. And it doesn't really say that the, uh, you know, whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever. It doesn't say that the end times and the tribulation are going to be a cakewalk. It says, you know, a lot about martyrdom in the tribulation. Okay, but these these types, these dominionist types, are going to tell you, no, you'll have peace. No evil shall come upon you. Next verse: For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard His word? Who hath marked His word and heard it? So I keep going back to the word of God. How important it is. Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury. Even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. Mm, That is not good. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he hath executed, until he hath performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. Well, that's where we're at, the latter days. Everything that I just said in the latter days, you you shall consider it perfectly. Doesn't this perfectly line up with what we're talking about today? Verse 21, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings now that's a whole other subject how many times do you hear these supposed prophets if you if you've heard any of them how many of the times do they emphasize the whole thing about you're probably in desperate need of repentance the church needs to repent as a whole there's so much sin and leaven and bad doctrine Jesus Christ said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. There's so much bad leaven and stuff in the churches, which is the norm, okay? So if you're hearing from a true prophet, most likely you're not going to like what you hear. Because they're not going to tickle your ears. The, 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 um, Micah wasn't tickling the ears of Ahab or Jehoshaphat. He was telling him the truth. He didn't want to hear it. Most of the time, if you're hearing from a true prophet, you're not going to probably like what you hear too much. Because they're going to tell you to turn from your evil way and from the evil of your doings. Not saying every single time, but that is typical for a true prophet of God. Okay, so switching gears here now. This actually does, though, relate to... The previous topics we're talking about because we, we're talking a lot about a lot of major cataclysmic upheaval this whole thing whether the whether or whether or not the trump arrest happens there's going to be something that they're going to do most likely in the, in the near future i can't believe it would be beyond this year let's say that nothing happens tuesday but there's going to be something they they're continually going to try to do to incite the people the conservatives on the right the trump followers to sanus followers type of people incite them to violence or, or basically or maybe they'll carry out a false flag and blame it on them type of thing we've got that we've got the whole demeanist thing that we were talking about that whole agenda bringing in the new world order uh the banking collapse <clears throat> now remember it's order out of chaos in um in order to achieve maximum order their new world order there's most likely going to be many many chaotic schemes at play i mean they're going to try to hit you from so many different angles when they fully bring in i believe or try to start to bring in the new world order not to say they haven't been doing that but i mean when they really starts in earnest a lot of shock and awe you've heard me mention that term before we've talked a lot before about the fake alien invasion scenario plans for disclosure we talked a lot in the past about the Ascended Masters and how that might be a part of the whole Gassara Nasera thing. Let's just go and touch on that again. Because there's been a lot lately that have talked about that and it heavily does relate to this subject. Okay, so this is just about a minute clip because this isn't really what this video is about, but they mentioned it quickly. And I wanted just to play this part. This is on the Stu Peter Show. He's interviewing a gentleman and Dr. Dale Comstock. Is here to analyze the one-world government plot to enslave the earth. And um, let's go ahead and just listen to this. It's about a minute.
1: Consider testimony from Joseph Spencer, who was a U.S. government employee from May of 1970 to October of 1997 as a secret operative in an organization called Men in Black. Quote, in 2024, there will be an alien invasion on Earth, but in fact, the inhabitants of the Earth will not see an armada of real ships in the sky, but a very advanced hologram that looks like a real object and can even be touched.
0: Okay, and that's Project Bluebeam. You just key in Bluebeam or Project Bluebeam at the in the search box. I've done many studies where we talked about
1: that. The absolute reality of what is happening will be created, but it will not be aliens or holograms that will bomb cities, but earthlings under the cover of these holograms. The world will witness a massive alien invasion. Thousands of holographic alien warships will cover the skies, but people will be in a global panic, and real warplanes between holograms will deliver the real blow. As a result, a one-world government will be created, and none of the people will be against it
0: right okay now actually he didn't enter he interviews this gentleman but he i forgot stu was the one that talked about that so that is something to always keep in the back of your mind about this whole disclosure alien agenda and how many times has Hollywood given us you know uh <clears throat> sci-fi tv series or movies about that exact type of scenario typically, though, they're portrayed as real, you know. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have physical ships. Maybe it'll be a combination. Maybe it'll be... It's hard to say how it's going to totally play out, but... Then there's another one. um, Plans for Alien Disclosure. So let's go ahead and listen to this one. Okay, so now this is this uh, New Age Devil that I've played many, many times. And he, like David Wilcock, is on the... Spear tip, except this guy's really even more so. He has a website called ExoPolitics exo today. Long running. What ExoPolitics means is extraterrestrial politics. He is one of the Pied Pipers, one of the um, Satanic John the Baptist that are trying to pave the way and usher in this, what they would term as some golden age where our the ascended masters are going to come back and the aliens are going to make their big debut and they're going to uncloak and they're going to um you know take humanity from the um basically from our constraints that we've been in particularly under biblical christianity show us how wrong all of that has been because obviously that's the only religion they would really care about which is true biblical christianity bible believing and show us how wrong we were about that and take us into this golden new age where ultimately the antichrist and false prophet will dominate, but they would never admit to that part. So he's interviewing this guy who he interviews, I don't know, once or twice a month called JP. And supposedly JP goes around to these underground civilizations that are underneath all parts of the world. We've talked about the space arcs that they've talked about and different races that live under the ground. And I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm not saying there's not devils that live under the ground, that will appear as these wonderful entities uh, that have not been able to make their big debut yet because, you know, humanity wouldn't receive them. And um, for various constraints, I think it's just like something where, it's like the vampire, you have to invite them in in order for them to actually be able to come into your house. Well, they talk a lot about giants that are in, some of them are in um, Indian burial mounds. In fact, I just had a listener the other day go to one of those and i'll probably be reading her testimony pretty soon she went over to pray and put out the anointing oil over these things Uh, some of them have stasis chambers these giants are in stasis chambers around the world getting ready to be awoken jesus christ said as it was in the days of noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man if you go back to noah's day the main thing that was going on were the fallen angels were the sons of god before they fell but the sons of god saw the daughters of men that they were fair they took them wives all that they chose the wives bore them these giants these also referred to as men of renown men of old translated from the hebrew word nephilim which is means the fallen ones and they had basically taken over the planet and defiled it and man's thoughts were only evil continually as a result of their wonderful fruit and god had to hit the reset button and start over again Jesus Christ even said regarding the days and times we're moving into, that if those days were not shortened, that no flesh would be spared. I think that's where they were pretty much heading in Noah's day as well. Because when you let these devils take over, that's what happens. Well, according to what Jesus said, if we're to know know that as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, well, that's the days we're pretty much in, we're close to it. Whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, or mid-trib, we're pretty near there. We should expect things to look like they were in the days of Noah. So we should expect these giants to be making some type of comeback. Now, this is not something you'll hardly hear in any church, but if you just look at the Bible, it's pretty clear that we should be expecting those things. But that's far too scary for most preachers to preach on, evidently, because I've never been in a church where any preacher ever touched this subject, ever, ever. Yet it's like a 900 pound gorilla in the room that really needs to be addressed. And all these new agers like this are saying, yeah, they're coming back. In fact, they're in stasis and they're actually awakening right now. <laughs> so, which confirms, you know, so much of I reported on this subject over the last, you know, since 2005. Okay, 18 years almost, basically. So this is just a brief clip from one of his... Recent things, this JP guy, um, <clears throat> he was part of a 10 man mission to an underground civilization in Florida that was led by one of its inhabitants, a seven foot tall blonde human. Uh, JP witnessed an underground city belonging to the civilization, but his team was handed off. Now, whether these memories are being implanted in him, which can happen, or whether it's real, I don't know. I don't know. All I can tell you is that. This guy Michael Sawyer is on the spear tip of the disclosure movement in bridging the gap between man the everyday human and these supposed the ones he's interacting with friendly extraterrestrials then they'll have the bad ones and it'll be like the good cop backup they're all wicked guys they're all wicked okay they're all abominations and they're all universally across the board totally opposed to the word of God kind of funny that way even though in these people that get abducted in these types of things they always are given some other false gospel always the only religion they seem to care about these abductees when they get brainwashed on the motherships when they bring back their testimonies the only religion they ever seem to care about and the only entity they ever seem to care about is jesus and the word of god and disproving it and saying that jesus was one of us or whatever lie they're going to give the person it's funny, they don't care about Buddha or Krishna or any of the other religions. It's only Jesus. Which speaks volumes, really. Okay, so... Um, this devil, this Michael Salia, is just one of... Probably the one of the chiefest deceivers today. He interviews people that bolster this narrative. And I do believe this narrative plays heavily, will most likely play heavily, whether at the beginning, the mid, or the end of the coming transition from the old world order into the new world order. Hell, was devoted billions of dollars into brainwashing people about the coming alien, you know, invasion agenda. But see, they're going to be the good aliens and the bad aliens, you know, And, and that's another one gigantic part of that whole lie. So let's just listen to this brief clip here.
2: That's when, first... The first wave is going to be all these UFOs coming out and making contact with major powers.
0: Okay, so this is the first wave of disclosure, according to this JP, who's some type of soldier that goes and visits these underground. And he does it supposedly to gather intel, and for when disclosure happens, then he will be a liaison between these alien races and man, and he'll be able to, like bring us all on to the same page. So he's kind of giving now the whole, laying out the whole thing for how he envisions disclosure going
2: down. First, the first wave is going to be all these UFOs coming out and making contact with major powers, with a civilian sector, them coming out. We're going to see them like cars. We're going to see these ships like, like birds, like a regular... Like a regular basis. You know, we're seeing them now oh, yeah. on a regular basis, but when the arcs are fully activated, that's when you're going to see...
0: Oh, man, I, which reminds me. I saw this video the other day. I, 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 I've i known about this technology. There's a technology, and, and there's different ones. There's prismatic. Some people have developed prismatic glasses. There's actually a chemical that you can treat a piece of... Um, glass with and i think if you put the chemical between two pieces of glass you can actually see well just put it this way there was this video i saw the other day and it was from i'm assuming russia and this guy got a hold of one of these pieces of glass and he was outside and it did not look photoshopped at all this is not a polished video and he was showing the sky and then he put this piece of glass up you can see it come into the frame and in the if you look through the piece of glass you could clearly see two ufos kind of off in the distance okay pulls it down they disappear puts it up they reappear puts it down they disappear this technology does exist those things can cloak and for some weird reason this chemical if applied to gr- glass in the right way allows you to see it they used to actually have evidently the um they used to use these in some night vision missions because i think it also enhances night vision this was way 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 back in the day heard a testimony on it but the guys that they were giving these glasses to were seeing devils and demons and they were I think when they first put them on and on the first missions, they were okay. But the longer they wore them, they would go out on missions. And like what would be described as they were being like a helicopter gunner on the side and he'd have the glasses on. he would just start shooting and start screaming. And he would see things in the helicopter, which then would kind of give him like night vision. Plus he could see these entities and they would start coming at him when they noticed that he could see them. And he's freaking out. And this happened over and over again until they finally had to just stop wearing them in all missions. I believe we wore them. And also, I think some of Russia's troops wore them. But they found that the troops were going totally insane wearing them. Because we're not, you know, meant to see that. So, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. Uh... I've, I've had other experiences way 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 back in the day there was this guy named val valerian he was like really on the he was a new ager kind of real arrogant guy that was into the uh, the whole new age he developed or he got a hold of a pair of these were prismatic glasses and these also exist that also allow you to you could see who are non-humans and humans i believe it allows you to see their aura which is an energy field that is actually tangible. You can see that with curling photography. Now that is objective. That's not subjective. That's not my opinion. You can see a person's aura with curling photography. And depending on the type of aura, you could tell, I think, if they were human or non-human. Now whether, I I don't know anything more beyond that, but he he, um, talked a lot about that. And I actually had an interaction with him. And uh, I, I've just, I've talked about that um, in other broadcasts, but anyway, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, he he, he thought that I was going to run like a little pansy if I ever was able to view that level of the whatever. Anyway, I, I've talked about it in another broadcast, um, <clears throat> but I just wanted to let you know that these things could be around i mean the demons and the devils i mean they're there you know they're like the bible talks about the devils a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and i do believe these things like even cloaked ufos and things of this nature are are most likely a lot more prevalent than we even know sometimes we see them sometimes people don't i think they're going to be coming more and more out of the shadows and i think with the with the rash of ufo sightings um as disclosure approaches closer and closer, you're going to see more and more of this type of thing.
2: All these fleets of UFOs coming out, landing, flying up on different places. You're going to see them. People are going to be riding on them. And then that's also when the ant people are going to come out and interact with us. But see, He's
0: saying there's this ant people. They They're not... They're humanoid things that have ant-like attributes, according to him. I'm not saying whatever. I'm just saying he is, and and I'm. This is not my. my I'm not promoting this. I just want you to understand some of the tenets of what Michael Sawyer is promoting. Okay.
2: A lot of people that don't want that to happen, they don't want that part to happen. 2025. Supposedly, they're gonna send people to to the moon, and that's gonna be revealed. Also, what we have in the moon to the public, um, twenty twenty-four.
0: evidently, there's a gigantic base in the backside of the moon that <clears throat> I've heard that from multiple, multiple. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but they've these types of people have talked a lot about that.
2: Also, it's gonna be a major breakthrough. But 2023, they're deciding 2023 for the UFOs to come more public and fly okay, out. That's
0: this year, 2023, to become more public.
2: Or for 2023. Okay, so more sightings uh, of the Nordic spacecraft. That's going to
3: help the disclosure process.
2: And they have videos that they're going to give permission to certain people to let go to for them to show to the public in the media and all that. Sure. They have videos already set up. They have people working with them uh in different, different regions, different sectors. And they're gonna let that happen. They're gonna show videos of these ships flying and monitoring military installations, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. Monitoring other nations it's kind of it's kind of be it's going to be really exciting oh yeah it's going to be really exciting
0: oh yeah really exciting the biggest deception the world's ever known the if it if it does go down the i mean one of the most major tenets of the strong delusion of second thessalonians chapter two you'll ever see is this because all these other races and all these other alien whatever however they're going to present themselves every one of them are going to try to destroy your faith in the word of god and in jesus christ that's been a common theme ever since i've been researching this that's the only religion they're going to care about they do care about because at the end of the day they're satan's emissaries and they're trying to get you into hellfire it's that cut and dry it's simple it's not really that human or it's not really that complicated i was reading that in my next Story, the non human element in the
3: plans for the fake alien invasion. The mind control media has been spotlighting recent reports on UFOs being spotted and even shot down out of the sky. And many suspect it's laying the groundwork for the so called fake alien invasion that has been reported on now for decades a false flag event wherein the public is tricked into believing that aliens from outer space are invading the earth in his 1991 book behold a pale horse william cooper claimed that secret groups within the u.s government have designed their own flying saucer technology and are planning to launch a staged alien invasion in order to create a one world government
0: and william cooper hated alex jones now, I I, I, obviously, William Cooper was not a Christian, and I don't think he had any real uh, protection from God as a result of that, but boy did he warn about Alex Jones, and that was way, way, way back in the day. Uh, but obviously, yes, there's a lot of truth you could glean from his books, but it's, it's from a very unsaved perspective, so there's a lot of leaven in his doctrine as well.
1: What I discovered it was amazing. What I discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is that there has been a plan in existence since about 1917 and probably before that to create an artificial extraterrestrial threat to this earth in order to create a one world totalitarian socialist government.
3: Yes. Nazi scientist and former head of NASA, Werner von Braun, reportedly told his assistant Carol Rosen that a fake alien invasion will be the final gambit of an ongoing plan to create a one world government.
2: And we have to prevent the weaponization of space because there is a lie being told to everyone. That the weaponization of space is now first being based upon the evil empire, the Russians. There are many enemies, he said, against whom we're going to build this space-based weapon system. The first of whom was the Russians, which was existing at that time. Then there would be terrorists. Then there would be third world countries. Now we call them rogue nations or nations Now of-
0: this is Dr. Carol Riles and Wernher von Braun's assistant. And this is on NASA's last card. They're going to play the AKA the fake alien invasion, which is also another one of the Illuminati uh, cards. They've got that one too. Probably several derivations of that one. So this is this is Werner von Braun, the the um, Project Paperclip Nazi uh, <clears throat> scientist, one of their main scientists that was brought over after World War II.
1: This was his assistant. Concern. Then there would be
2: asteroids. And then he would repeat to me over and over. And the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat.
3: Yep. The fake alien invasion is only possible if there are advanced technologies being hidden from the public, capable of pulling it off. And there is plenty of evidence supporting this. From the stolen and censored work. Well, also Project Bluebeam, which are the
0: holographic images, which you know, that's that's the tech, that's technology, but those aren't real craft, obviously. But I, I think it may be a, a mixture of real and non-real, and then also the big holographic projections, Bluebeam, of the different um, <clears throat> ascended masters that will appear in the skies that will identify themselves as, like, one will be Buddha, over areas where buddha is more the dominant religion then there'd be krishna over where you know maybe india um you'll have whatever the jews would perceive the messiah is over israel you'll have whatever the imam mahdi whatever they would perceive that would look like over the um arab countries uh you would have the sananda emmanuel or master jesus fake jesus long hair jesus I've done many studies on that to be very, very leery of that because that's not what Jesus looked like. We can prove that in the scripture. Um, Just key in Master Jesus at ContendingForTruth.com. You'll find my teachings I've done on it, um, which are the the pictures that you always see in the churches of what they perceive Jesus look like. The long-haired Adonis-looking Jesus. That will be the ones that will probably appear primarily more over like European countries or wherever Christianity is more the... The main religion over America, Canada. Maybe it'll be a mixture of different uh, perceived deities over different land masses so that they're covering all their bases. I don't know. But that's another way that Project Bluebeam will
3: also be used. Of Nikola Tesla <coughs> to that of John Hutchison and thousands more. According to some sources, these technologies were discovered by back-engineering alien spacecraft. But the word alien implies extraterrestrial, not from this Earth. And that's the fake part, because humanity's historical record is replete with non-human species that ruled over mankind as gods. This story is the most prolific story on Earth the sumerian texts officially the oldest written documents we have describe a non-human species that created a unique species of human via genetic modification
0: okay now that's the, again a, a total lie from the pit of hell is is if they're they're talking about humanity but this is the ancient astronaut theory it's a total lie from the pit of hell you know we're created in god's image descended from adam and eve okay and the Noah when God had to hit the reset but Noah and the you know the eight people in the ark there um we're not we're not created by a alien race like a lot of these lying false texts now they could create their nephilim race the fallen angels could create a bastardization in abomination races i believe that 100% they did that i mean the book of enoch elaborates on that the book of enoch is referenced in the king james bible you Know and there's certain verses that are verbatim out of the book of Enoch in the King James Bible. If you want to know more, now I'm not saying it's like canon of scripture, but in key in my teaching, book of Enoch. Um, and I'll tell you all about it. And in, in the one I would recommend getting if you want to get it is like a commentary. But they it said they defiled the fishes, the animals, the I mean, you name it, they defiled it. And this is where we get a lot of the Greek legends and myths, like the Minotaur and the i don't know the griffin and half bull half human half goat half human whatever it's where you get it from um so the aliens are not our creators if you want to know more about that lie an ancient astronaut theory at contendingfortruth.com i did i've done several studies on that that big time lie um intelligent design is not christian that's also relates to the ancient astronaut theory. It's taught in the public schools. And they say it's Christian, it's not. Key in intelligent design, I debunk that. Uh, alien agenda, you can key in my mega studies I've done on the alien agenda. You just can that, alien agenda. And you'll see all the mega studies I've done. It'll take you probably weeks to get through
3: them all. These non-humans then began mating with human women and created a new race of giants. This story is prevalent throughout our entire historical record and is found in practically every religious scripture on earth. Nearly every culture on this planet claims to have been created by a race of godlike reptilians. reptilians. Right, well,
0: because, the, of course, if you were the devil, you would want to convince your um, human subjects that you were their creator. When you were nothing of the sort, you, you just want to take that credit and um you know away from god and not to say that that some of these some of these races couldn't have been uh have some nephilim dna you know because that that's a whole other factor as far as the interbreeding with the humans obviously that could be a factor so in some cases maybe that was true because they were interbreeding with the humans but i'm just talking about man in general they did not create man they've defiled man whenever they could but they were not our creators.
3: Often described as serpent gods or dragons. David Icke has compiled scores of personal accounts describing an interdimensional reptilian-like species that hides in the shadows by shape-shifting and taking possession of a human's body. William Bramley's book, Gods of Eden, provides a comprehensive history of a secret brotherhood that works as an intermediary for a reptilian-like species that has been manipulating mankind for millennia. And in all these ancient accounts...
0: I mean, we- didn't, didn't the Bible describe, and was it Genesis 3, that the, there was going to be a war against from the seed the of man and, and the serpent? You know? I mean, a serpent's a reptile. It's it's you know. So the Bible goes all the way back to Genesis three that that would be you know where this war would take um, one of the primary wars would take place. Okay, so this is after the serpent had had basically Satan in the form of a serpent. Um, this is after he deceived Eve and in you know then they went and uh, you know committed this the first sin the bible records uh partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which they shouldn't have done and the lord said unto the serpent because thou hast done this thou art cursed above all cattle and thou, and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life and i will put enmity meaning war between thee and the woman and between thy seed it says the serpent has a seed and it's not because this whole garbage with the serpent seed that they treat uh that I've debunked over and over and I got a whole file on it where supposedly Eve had sex with the serpent. That's garbage. There's lies. There's no Bible for that at all. Okay, that's a fantasy that was given to us. I think I think it was William Branham, one of those devils I mentioned earlier in the first part. Total lies. And I got a whole, I biblically debunked it. Just can't serpent seed. Contendingfortruth.com. I've done teachings on that debunk. It's so easy to debunk with the Bible i'll put enmity or war between thee and the woman meaning the serpent and the woman and between thy seed and her seed the seed of the woman humanity and the seed of the serpent so they have their own seed and i mean i think the the um the, one of the most greatest evidences of that is when you see the giants in the bible in genesis 3 and afterward when the when they were trying to go in the promised land now there's the seed of satan not to say that the giants were serpents um but it was of that ilk you know it was of that uh, type of thing and it shall bruise the head and now shall bruise his heel um, so anyway that that's where I first mention that in the Bible
3: not only read about these godlike species we read about their flying ships in the ancient Vedas they are called vimanas these ancient vimanas were described in great detail a hundred years ago in the vimana Shastra and were believed to be found within hidden caves of the Himalayan mountains, which is what likely compelled the Nazis to explore the Himalayas in search of the Aryan race in 1938. Yes. We are officially told that yeah, the- Hitler was
0: obsessed with finding all this type of stuff.
3: Aryan race was a blond-haired, blue-eyed breed of humans, but this is a lie. The Aryan race that the Nazis were interested in was the Aryan race of the ancient Vedas, an elusive non-human species with advanced technologies. And several high-level Nazis claimed that they made contact with them and that they were working for them. During World War II, the Nazis' most highly classified project was the Bell a mysterious device whose appearance is described the same as the Vimanas of the Vaimanika Shastra, and whose effects are described as altering time and space, and defying gravity. When the war ended, several Nazi scientists were absorbed by the U.S. government, and a secret Nazi base was established in Antarctica. Shortly after this, The Antarctica Treaty outlawed all public travel anywhere south of the 60th parallel. So it is plausible that the emerging one-world government has the means to pull off a fake alien invasion. And whatever story it is... he didn't
0: even talk about Bluebeam,
3: so... ...trying to tell us. You can be certain that it's a lie, because that's all the media is good for. Okay, and,
0: and to top all this off, this is the last story... Um, kind of related to this whole thing alleged sighting of the mythical Menongagol. <laughs> manangagal in the philippines causes public anxiety according to witnesses the creature had bat like bat-like wings and was able to detach its body at the torso the girls who saw it reported the sighting of the police my comment with the world in total cataclysmic turmoil it It may be that these things will finally be coming out of the shadows. Praise the Lord and let all this ultimately be for God's glory when they are dealt with by the Christians called to engage these devils. Because I know I am. Police in the Philippines are working to ease the fears of residents in a city where reports of a fearsome creature have been circulating. The strange incident began last Thursday evening in the community of Talize, where two girls reported seeing a bizarre creature perched on a house. According to the witnesses, the creature had bat like wings and was able to detach its body at the torso, which is a characteristic feature of the mythical creature known as the (laughs) Monongagal. I'm probably butchering it in Philippine folklore. The girls were shaken by the encounter and reported the sighting to the police. The news of the sighting quickly spread, and soon the entire community was abuzz with talk about this creature. Several days after the initial sighting, reports emerged of another creature. And there's the link to that story. Seen in another nearby town, the creature was described as having a human body, but the head that resembled that of a pig. The reports have added to fears and concerns of the community, and local authorities began to take the matter seriously, reports coast to coast. So this was actually on Coast to Coast, the broadcast. In an effort to calm residents, the authorities held a press conference to address... The issue. They promise to investigate the reports and urge residents to report any unusual sightings or incidents to the police. They also advise residents to refrain from sharing rumors and hearsay about this creature as this could cause unnecessary panic and fear. Meanwhile, the two witnesses who reported the sighting of this creature are said to have been receiving counseling to help them deal with the trauma of the encounter. Local authorities have assured residents that they are taking the matter seriously and they are doing everything they can to ensure the safety and well-being of the community. Uh, This creature is a mythological one from Philippine folklore. It is typically described as a female witch that can detach her upper body from her lower body and grow wings to fly at night in search of prey. Usually the prey she likes are pregnant women and their unborn children. The lower half of this creature is said to be behind, to stay behind, and is vulnerable to attack during this time. I'm telling you guys, I've read about these things in just American folklore. Creatures, witches like this. Some of them go out of their skin. I mean, you would say, oh, come on, give me, I'm telling you, this is the depths of Satan. A lot of these are actually high-level, like, witches that, you know, a lot of the, it's been known for so long that a lot of the witches can transform themselves into beautiful young girls. And if you saw them in their, their, their normal form, they're hideous old hags. And but to lure like men and it's i've seen so many derivations of this type of thing from my studies over the years you know satan has many many flavors is all i is all i can tell you um the legend of this creature has been subject to many filipino horror films and is still a popular part of philippine culture uh they these creatures are a type of a swang meaning evil spirit with the name deriving from tangal which means to remove because i guess they can detach themselves at the waist similar creatures exist in southeast asia such as the Pena, Pena Gagal, uh or the pentagon in malaysia and the krosu in thailand but they detach from their heads instead of their lower torsos in ancient philippine culture women held important positions as such as shaman priestess which is shamans like a you know basically a witch you know like a a cultist, witch, a shaman, uh, but they would call him like a holy, a holy witch type of thing. A shaman, a priestess, healers, midwives, and mediums. An example of the chilling effect of this creature has on local populations was witnessed in the 1992 elections. The Tondo district in um, Manila was consumed with rumors of a creature like this terrorizing the area, as reported by the Associated Press. And there's the link to that report. I mean, I'm, I'm not making this stuff up, guys. This is from APNews.com. Associated Press reported on this. The Chicago Tribune mentioned that many local women suffered miscarriages during this time, attributed them to from this gal. In my village, no pregnant woman goes out after dark, Elvira Malanti told the Chicago Tribune. And there's a link to the report. Okay? So, I'm telling you, things like this, Bigfoot these creatures, these cryptozoological creatures, we're gonna be probably seeing just like the UFOs. As things get worse, as things get more evil, as things get further down the line, they're all they all play their own little part in the satanic deception agenda and to instill fear into people. And I'm telling you, there's gonna be a remnant of Christians that go out there and deal with these things. Um, I hope that I'm one of them. I hope that I am. Um, I don't know. I've prayed for it for a long time um, in the last year, and, and this is pretty much the end. In mean, the last year, I've had a lot of health stuff that I've kind of been trying to deal with, and um, you know, I'm 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 hoping that that I can do that. Is, is all I can say. Um, I would ask for your prayers regarding that. Um, I'll go. I'll I'll die. I don't I don't care. I mean, I care for Taylor, but if I die, I die is how I look at it because I'm not. <laughs> this is what I want to do, man. i want to go out and deal with these things um but um i really feel like the 5g the smart meters the um led weaponized street lights the attacks from probably a lot of different witches warlocks and occultists um i I really think i might be a ti at this point a targeted individual and i just feel like that um I've had a lot of stuff to deal with. Man, probably since about last May. Some of it I probably brought on myself with different wrong decisions that I'm nothing like where I was doing something bad or something, but just something where I was kind of being destroyed for lack of knowledge for better. When I got that tooth out, that wisdom tooth out last year, that was a huge mistake. Um I had another tooth above it, super erupt. I've just had constant issues, it seems like with that. Um, and just other stuff with my kidneys and and, and I've struggled with um, high blood pressure and stuff like that. And I'm talking done everything you can possibly imagine. I really do practice what I preach, guys. If you saw the amount of supplements I take on a daily basis, you would you would probably not even believe it. I mean, just the stuff that I kind of have to do just to maintain health. I'm probably in some ways in the best health I've been in in decades. And I know I just said that, you know, what I just stated. I'm probably in the best cardiovascular health I've been in. Um I'm about 229 right now, which my top body was probably about 280 and that was when I was doing a ton of really heavy-duty weightlifting in the gym and was trying to get as big and strong as I could. I wasn't like like big and overweight or anything from that standpoint but i I did have too much weight on me i was overweight from that standpoint um lost about 50 pounds just had a lifeline screening full thing and just about everything was really good but i also know all the stuff i've been dealing with in the last year all the stuff that i do in like the drinks i drink every day i mean just some of the healthiest stuff you could possibly put in your body and yet i still just it just seems like one thing to the next to the next to the next and i and i just think it's part of that whole thing the bible talks about in daniel where they're going to he's going to wear down the saints and i have been fighting a long time um i've been doing this over 20 years the newsletter probably 23 years the ministry 18 and i just feel like that i mean i don't know i'm 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 i i hope that i'm i'm around to to continue the fight i really do and it's not because i lack faith or anything like that you know i just don't know exactly what god's plans are for me and I don't know if he wants me to stick around or not. I don't know. Whatever he wants, that's fine with me. You know, like I said, I got no problem dying for the Lord. No problem whatsoever. I tell God all the time. But, you know, I got one working eye from the eye that I lost, basically. I mean, the eye's still there, but I can't. It's like looking through a thick fog bank. And I just got all these weird physical issues that are constantly go from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next it just seems like it just never ends and no matter what i do no matter how many supplements i take i do self-deliverance i pray i fasted um and i i've never even said this before so i would just ask that maybe if you'd say some prayers for me and i know a lot of people do pray for me and this is why i'm reluctant to even say anything and i don't want to also say this to discourage anybody because everybody's in different boat with the lord and everybody's at a different level and and you know i don't know god may reveal something to me maybe with your prayers that i wasn't aware of and then a lot of things will straighten out on my end i it's part of the reason i'm saying this um and humbling myself um but if it is witchcraft attacks you know um i didn't really want to admit that maybe i was being affected by it so so it's maybe pride on my end, you know, and that's not good. So, and then the other day, Taylor got into a horrible car accident and, um, that was not good. And, um, it's a miracle she's even alive and her car's totaled and she got hit by like, I don't know, probably a 15, 20,000 pound truck that I think they deliver water, not my water delivery company that I talked about, thank God, but, um, some, devil that was driving without a, what they call a cdl license meaning he you have to have a license to drive this contract kind of just blew through a red light and, um hit the front left quarter panel of taylor's car and um spun her like a tilt-a-whirl thank god she, he hit her that way and he did broadside or, or we're having a totally different conversation unless god preserves her because if he broadsided her, that truck she's not here this just happened last week so I, i've had a lot on my plate and I've just, I've had a really kind of rough since last May. Uh, I've been, I've been, man, I've been trying hard. I, I really, I mean, I've been trying to exercise and work out and I'm doing so much more than I've ever done in my life to try to take care of myself physically. And then this happened <clears throat> Taylor and, um, you know, it was super scary and, um, she was super scared over the whole thing was horrible and um thank god she's alive she's got some neck injuries and stuff i've got her with a friend of mine who does chiropractic and because i'm not licensed up here and uh, when i moved up here i just let my license you know um i didn't i didn't try to get a license up here because i couldn't i wouldn't have the time I'm, i'm so overwhelmed with the ministry as it is and um so she's with him and documented. We got her a good attorney. And um, I'm not sure on, you know, normally in order to get a, a, a decent settlement, you typically have to have, you know, injuries. But there was so much negligence on this part. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn. I just don't. The, the bottom line is, is they're they're only offering her you know, like 6000 for a car. And um, she's probably going to be going to law school soon which she almost got a full ride to a christian baptist christian law school and um very good one and um but that was her car okay so i'm splicing this very end part of this audio together um regarding what we were talking about with taylor and um what she found out Monday is what I thought when, when she talked with her attorneys. These are very competent attorneys. And when I was in personal injury, and, and this is, in a way, this is good for everybody to know. Regarding accidents in America. um, Now, I'm not 100% sure how this would go in other countries. But in America, like when I was doing personal injury, and that was probably, oh man, over 20 years ago. Um, I was working with MDs and neurologists and, you know, those types of people um, regarding car accident cases. And, um, I mean, we had our own MRI unit on site the whole nine yards. And um, one of the things you knew when you had a case, but a lot of times people don't understand, is that if you are um, in a car accident like this, no matter how negligent no matter how horrific even the car may look or whatever that's not what really accident cases go by they go by disability they go typically that's the main characteristic of is there permanent injury once the patient has been released from care thank god i do not believe that will be the case with taylor Um, not to say she might not have residual things down the road she does have what they call a military cervical curve i believe from this accident and and, um, some other things going on with her x-rays which is what you expect to see after an auto accident but um, the care that she's getting with my friend the doc i'm having her see um, he's very competent very good documenting everything but thank god when she's released from care whether it's in a month or two months or whatever when she's reached what they call mmi or maximal medical improvement she's probably not going to have any disability i don't want her to neither does she so that's a blessing okay but that's despite how negligent these wonderful company that hired this devil that plowed through this intersection like you know a maniac, and could have killed her and several other people with his fifteen to twenty thousand pound guided missile water truck when he um, didn't have a CDL license and uh, he was in an unregistered vehicle. And I think there's there's other factors at play as well. There was other like previous record and stuff like this. Guy should have never been on the road. And basically, um, despite all of that. If you're in a situation and you come out and there's zero ending injury, what the attorneys were telling her on money is that don't don't get your expectations very high because despite all these other factors of the negligence at play, um there's probably not going to be very much regarding the settlement. And so that was um that was conveyed. And and that's what I thought they were gonna tell her. That was what I thought. So for those of you who have that have asked, it was recommended that she start a GoFundMe page. Now I know there's probably, I, I've even put out stuff about GoFundMe pages before. I don't even remember exactly what they were. I'm sorry it's a GoFundMe page, but I really don't want this to be going through me or or, or truthcom I would rather this be something where it's just between, if anybody wants to help Taylor out between you and her, and that way I'm out of the picture, to be totally on the, you know up and up or whatever so she started a GoFundMe page reluctantly because as she does not like doing something like that and I have never in 18 years of ministry online ever done anything like this ever okay Um, or or I think I might have promoted some but not when it was like my own family or myself I've never begged for money I've never done anything like we're, we're not doing that now Okay, this would only be if the Lord leads you, and don't go into debt to do something like this, because debt is not biblical, and so there's no pressure in any way, shape, or form. Um, we feel we're trusted in the Lord, we're, we're not, but for those that have asked about it, we she went ahead and did that, and I, I, I posted a link here to the GoFundMe page, it's going to be at the very bottom of, of the PDF for this date of um, March twentieth, two thousand twenty-three. Unfortunately, I'm not releasing this until uh, a day after my of the date because um, I've been buried. Taylor's been buried with just work and logistics and dealing with all of this, and so I'm a, I'm behind right now. I'm going to read you what she has on her GoFundMe page. Hi, everyone. On March 13, 2023, I was hit by a delivery truck that had run a red light and unfortunately totaled my car in the process. So thankful to God as I appeared. I have no injuries, and that alone is a huge blessing. However, well, she's got injuries. I mean, she's going and getting care right now, but we, we think, we believe probably in six to eight weeks, she's hopefully going to be a maximum MMI, maximum medical improvement, and hopefully at that point she'll be good. We hope. There, there's no guarantees, but we hope. However, the insurance company has not offered me a whole lot in compensation for my 200. Well, the car, the Hyundai, had 212,000 miles on it, and, which you're not going to expect to get a lot. It had a it had a new engine put in it at 154,000 because of a recall, but that <laughs> they didn't give us any more money for that. It was brand new engine. We thought maybe they're gonna no. no. So, um, and I had all the documentation on it too, so that I submitted, but didn't matter. Anyway, uh, as a result, I'm struggling to find a reliable car with today's inflation rates, and uh, will not go into some subna- and and not go into a substantial amount of debt. Meaning, trying to get a car without going in, into a substantial amount of debt with a little amount they're offering or would be pretty much impossible. Any amount shared would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Um, so um, the GoFundMe link is here, and then for those that don't want to go that route and might want to send something via mail her mailing address is here which is Taylor Johnson 1045 Second Avenue Northwest Hickory H I C K R Y North Carolina 28601 uh that address is posted at the bottom and again it's one zero four five second avenue northwest hickory north carolina two eights two eight six oh one um but all this is posted at the very very bottom of the pdf and this isn't something i'm gonna be mentioning every week i'm gonna probably do this one time and that's it you're not gonna hear about i don't you know but i i also wanted to try to help her out and obviously you know this is like you know we've never been through anything like this she's never been in i've never been in an accident this bad in my whole life and you know, i haven't been in an accident for for years praise the lord um but anyway god bless you um and um i think i, I think i got to everything lord willing we will see you in the next audio